I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today, we are welcoming a special guest. Special guest, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is Steve. Steve is... Hi, Steve. Friends Hi. of Paul's from childhood. I've yes, never met us. this man before in my How life. How did he get in our meat? <laughs> <laughs> I am a I'm a very complicated hacker. That's how I got here. Perfect, perfect. Um, where do you guys know each other from? Well, um, my recollection would have been freshman year soccer, but did we play together before then? No, I knew you. We knew each other in middle school. We this just didn't like each other very much. Fight. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's the that's the dark time when that's the dark time. When dark Paul, times, Paul had, man. Paul had different friends. Well, held up Paul, in a higher regard. Paul was in therapy from his I had e- more sophisticated PTSD. friends. <laughs> you can't see the air quotes when I say more sophisticated, but they're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hey, guys, what are we talking about today? It's time for... Let's hear it. Animaniacs. I thought maybe you had a uh, a little intro song for your bad synopsis. I don't have a bad so I need help on this one. I said Guys, this to Beth. What the fuck? So Paul just take so, extra credit because he had three. I ETs did three for the ET. We ju- we just recorded ET, Steve. I had three really good bad synopses. They were lovely. I struggled with Animaniacs because. I felt it was, it's a show of clips. Like, what am I bad synopsizing? Am I just saying like Mystery three rats? Animals, three rats who live in the water tower, like <laughs> cause chaos. Like rats I, in rats <laughs> in the water tower. Yeah, I think you could have said something like, you know, sixty-year-old rats found in water tower terrorize <laughs> Warner Brothers parking lot. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, okay, there okay. you go. So Steve's tired and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so so that's our bad synopsis. So um so yeah, we're talking about Animaniacs. So it originally aired on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, and ran for five seasons. It was ninety nine episodes in the I original. Think Steve is realizing how old he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it hurts. Was. It hurts. <laughs> it does. It was created by Tom Ruger, and it stars Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Jess Harnell. The Rotten Tomato score is seventy eight percent, and the audience oh, wow. score okay. is seventy two. That's higher. I guess that's higher than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, that's totally so, lower than it should be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Spoiler gentlemen, alert. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your experience with Animaniacs as a kid? I guess I could go first. This was. Maybe the, well, okay, besides for, no, I definitely didn't see E.T. when I was going to say, this is maybe <laughs> the first thing that we have done where I'm pretty sure I saw it as it came out on TV. Like, I, instead of seeing it later or, you know, as a rerun of some kind, this might be the first thing I that we have watched where I watched it when it came out. This was, I went to a friend's house after school. This would have been, what was it? Where was this? Middle school? Middle school. Yeah. Um, so like probably sixth grade and a fifth grade beginning, whatever. I don't know what month it came out, but like September, you never the, the, the same friend who liked to laugh into the TV and thought he could hear himself laughing. Uh, that friend, I, I spent a lot of time after school at his house cause he lived like a half a block from our school. And we, I would go to his house after school every day. We would watch Animaniacs and it was like, the thing that we built our afternoon around was watching Animaniacs. I wa- you know, we have to be there to watch Animaniacs because it was such a, a thing. And the, the theme song just takes me right back to his basement, uh, what? just sitting there in front of the TV watching the theme song to Animaniacs because it, I mean, like 90% of the show is just theme songs, right? It's songs. Like- yeah. Yeah. So Steve, <laughs> what was your experience? Very comparable. Uh, I was a latchkey kid, so I would, I would quick run and get home so I could watch stuff. Whenever it aired, I watched it and I was, I was obsessed. I was thinking about, I know you, this is, this is a, an auditory medium, but I was thinking I should take a picture of all the Animaniac stuff I've collected over the years. I literally have a box that's moved with me that my wife, yeah, she's like, why do you keep having this? I'm like, someday. Someday it'll be worth something, <laughs> you know. Well, somebody. if you take a picture and send it, I will post it on our social media. Fantastic! It'll it'll really solidify me as a nerd. 
Uh, the, the post. You have say, a show called Nerd Cannon. It'll yeah, I know. Happen. I know. I, it's it's true. <laughs> it I, happened just now. <laughs> the the one the one addition to that I would say is in middle school there was it. I don't know if it was just eighth grade year, but it was for sure either seventh or eighth grade year. I wore nothing but Animaniacs t-shirts. They were, <laughs> they were incredibly hard to find, and so it was like the same wardrobe, same shirt selection every week, but. For a long time, that's all I wore. Maybe that's so. I was trying to figure out why I associate Steve with Animaniacs in my head. I think part of it was, did you not tell me if this is a, a true memory? Do you or do you not have the like a soundtrack or like a tape of Animaniacs songs? Do you have a thing? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, so that's maybe part of it. But I was trying to think, like, why do I? Because I wasn't really friends close friends at least with Steve when I was watching Animaniacs hardcore like this. And I was trying to think out like, why do I think of Steve? And maybe it was the t-shirts hey, for a year. remember the WB store? Did you yeah, guys have one of the, yeah. A WB store. I don't oh, know I think, that. I think the nearest one was like the mall of America or something, but oh, I well, remember. We had one close, like 15 minutes away or 20 minutes away at the, at oh. the mall that everybody goes to here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there was like a, was there a fountain? Guys from Buffalo, did, am I making this up? Was there a fountain in the Gallery Mall that had the fucking, like, Donald Duck or fucking, not Donald Duck, you know what I'm saying. All those fucking, <laughs> I, guys, so my, no one asked me my experience. I never goddamn watched an episode of this in my life. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Duck, God, you mean. Thank God we have a fucking guest because. Never, never, not once. I was the reverse spoiler because last week, Steve, do you believe this shit? <laughs> Beth has never seen. She had never seen oh, ET in her down. life. You settle down. <laughs> the, I have I have met someone recently who had never seen Star Wars any, okay, uh, any so in any format. So. I, <laughs> also, fuck you and the horse you rode in on because you have. <laughs> Half the shit we do on this show. True. I don't know who any of the people are. Either, you can so. eat a whole dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never fucking saw this. Uh, like a shipping pallet full. Anyway, I don't know. It was like a Tiny Toons scale, and I had other well, things. Tiny Toons Adventures was was that before this? Nineteen ninety. Oh, absolutely. It was yeah. before. Yeah. It was the precursor. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that and too. The success of that led to the whatever. I'll get into that in a minute. I just never. But so what I remember is that it would come on, and I thought that I knew the theme song. We are Animaniacs. We are. Z and I thought I knew it, and I knew the beginning. That fucking theme song goes on a long ass time, and it's very clear to me that I changed the channel before I ever heard the second fucking verse because oh, I yeah. never. My whole afternoon it. was structured on the and. We lived, I don't know, Steve, if this is true for you too. We, uh, we lived in where we grew up was kind of in between TV markets. So like my family had an antenna that you literally could, oh. we had a dial in our house that you would turn the dial and the antenna would, you know, move in the aerial would literally move in direction. And so you could point it at different TV markets. You could be like, well, you know, it's on the Milwaukee market at, oh, you know, okay. four o'clock, but then or probably for like three o'clock. And then the Chicago market, we get Animaniacs at three 30 on that Fox oh, station or whatever funny. the hell it would be on Fox, whatever the hell station it was on. And so you would, you would turn the dial and get a, a second round oh, of whatever funny. show you wanted to watch. I'm embarrassed to say it now, but I think I was probably like changing the channel to watch something atrocious, like fucking Saved by the Bell or something. Like I, I, yeah, probably, I I'm probably. certain that my ass was sitting in front of the television because I was also a latchkey kid, but, um, I was watching something else. It's so not a I, thing anymore. Afternoon cartoons were a huge part of my childhood. There are not really afternoon cartoons. Are there Saturday TV, morning cartoons? TV's not really a thing anymore. Is yeah. it? Like, no. But because everything can be streamed and, yeah. and viewed later, the idea of having to be in a particular place at a particular time for a show just that doesn't really exist anymore. Right. And that that like two thirty, if you got home early enough, you could catch like the really early uh, afternoon cartoon that was aimed at a younger audience and then like three o'clock to five o'clock that was like the golden time no yeah. parents at home yeah. i could watch the whole you were tv you were finishing your homework i was yeah. i always had to start dinner so i was like doing that but so guys yeah you, Are ready you, you have a two trivias and a lie i'm not i'm sure steve is <laughs> okay so thing the first the siblings were originally envisioned as platypuses platypi platypus whatever 
platypuses. Uh, second, the gecko character was a gecko character was originally pitched for the show, and it became the gecko, the gecko, gecko. <laughs> I know how to read. I swear, I'm not even drunk. Uh, the same actress who voiced Dot also voiced Sweetie Pie and Tiny Toons. Was Sweetie Pie the the Tweety? The bird, the Tweety bird. Okay. All right, Steve, you're first because you're the guest and you know more than I do. <laughs> and I will shamelessly use whatever you say to make myself look better. I had never heard the the platypus thing. All of these sound like urban legends. You know, it's it's, <laughs> That's it's that. How I do it. <laughs> right. You know, it's the same as, you know, that kid that was killed by, you know, a werewolf on this road. And if you drive there at night, you might find him. That kind of a thing. Uh, you're talking uh, about Randy Beeman. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My kids have specifically said, when are we going to, are we going to get that little kid back who always tells oh, lies? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully they hope, hopefully we'll get, keep progressing at, at a good rate. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess B is, is the lie. Right? It was two truths and one lie? Correct. Yes. Two okay. truths and one lie. So, Paul, you go with that guess? Oh, man. So, I, I buy, was, for, number one was the platypus thing. Mm-hmm. That seems okay to me. Gecko, Although, like three bouncing around platypus. I think it's platypot. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, would that make sense? Then the Geico Gecko thing. And what's the last one? It was the same uh, voice as the Tweety Bird. Yep. Sweetie I pie. buy that because I think there's a long history of like using the same voice actor for eight bajillion different voices over and over and over again. That makes total sense to me. The Geico Gecko. When did Geico Gecko even come out though? That seems too late. I, I, I think I'm in agreement with Steve on this one. I'm going to go with Steve and say Geico Gecko because I don't feel like Geico Gecko was, how long did this even run? I, that, I don't again, know. Whatever. Again, you don't listen to me. It ran for five years. Whatever. You said something. I, I'm with Steve. I'm going to say B is the fiction. Well, you're I, wrong. You're both wrong. Uh, what is it then? Yeah, it's the last one. So she oh, man. That she is – you're every every time. Every time <laughs> you say this shit to me. You, it, you don't hear his podcast where he does the exact same thing and <laughs> totally does the exact same thing. So the the woman who voiced Dot was Babs Bunny in Tidy Jones. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. So, uh, so that's that. Would you like to hear some uh, some more fun facts? But that is a thing, though, right? There's a lot of voice actors who use who do like Multiple. many, 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 many voices. Yep. Yeah. Especially during the '80s, they didn't right. even try. Yeah. yeah. So my first couple uh, fun facts are actually about some of the voicing and the casting. So Tress McNeil. Uh, had already been part of the Tiny Toons adventure as Babs uh, that was custom made for her. And Spielberg encouraged her to audition to be Dot. And before Animaniacs, Jess Harnell had little experience in voice acting other than minor Disney roles that he kind of fell into. But he revealed that at the audition for Animaniacs, he did a John Lennon impression and it went okay. But then... John Lennon? Where is he, Ringo? Well, so then when he started, he got the job and he started to think about Wacko's voice. He decided to make him Ringo because he's like, well, he's shorter than everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) So he changed it. I'm trying to imagine Bab's voice and I'm not hearing Dot at all. I don't, is it different? I don't know. I'm going to have to go listen to that now. Uh, yeah. I certainly can't do an impression. So, uh, the music for the series was a 35 piece orchestra and scored by a team of six composers. So it was very unique in the sense that every episode was like fully scored. Yeah. The music was a big deal on the show. It was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so the, the Wheel of Morality segments were created to fill time when an episode was running short, so they just kind of kept them in their pocket and, like, would be able to, like, stick them in there to make up the difference That's in funny. time. That's one of my favorite things. That's listed as one of my favorite which, things. Which they're totally meta about, because, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know what time it is? To fill time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost made the the trivia, you guessing which of the Wheel of Morality things I made up, but I really liked the Geico Gecko thing and I I really wanted to really wanted that, to be When did Geico Gecko even come so out? What happened was they had tons and tons of characters sketched and 
that they pitched in the meetings in developing this show because they wanted to make it like little groupings of characters and make it more like a sketch comedy show. And so all of these different artists and writers were pitching different characters. And the one woman just kept, she was trying so hard to make this gecko a thing. And they were like, eh, no, just no, still no. Um, and, but she liked him and they remembered him and, and eventually, you know, she pitched it again and then it was the Gecko Gecko. So how old is this Gecko Gecko now? Jeez. I don't fucking know. But I mean, I had Gecko as like my car insurance in high school. I mean, I seem to remember it going back pretty far. Oh, okay. I'd never even heard of it back then. College. There's a... It's uh, bigger around here, though, I think. It's huge around sure. here. But, I mean, the a... commercials are on and incessant to right, where my right. kids can constantly quote them. At least by college, I had Geico as my insurance, and I have had it ever since. So, anywho, where was I at here? Okay, so the show during its initial run was more popular with teenagers and adults than children, uh, and it became a problem when it switched over to the WB for Kids because it was placed inside of the kids' WB programming block, and eventually it caused it to be canceled because sponsors were like, well, I don't want to pay for this show when I can't sell products to, like, the teenagers and adults that are watching it. Yeah, I get that. So, Except I was a teenager and I bought everything. So. Right. <laughs> right. Suck it, marketers. Um, right. A lot of expendable income. Uh, this series was made with a higher production value than standard television animation. It has a higher cell co- count. Characters move more fluidly and they don't stand still when they speak, which most television characters do. That's not something I would ever have picked up on or noticed on my own, but it makes total sense that you say it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. They, they like never stop moving. And if you think about like Family Guy, like they'll just like stand and say the thing and then it will. Cause I'm sure it's much easier to do it that way. And cheaper. Oh, exactly. So of all the characters created, they showed him to Steven Spielberg for like final approval and his daughter picked Buttons and Mindy. So they weren't going to be in the show, but his daughter picked him out. Sir Patrick Stewart was considered for the role of the brain, but he was busy being uh, Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a missed opportunity. Uh Holy crap. And the character of Minerva Mink was scaled back because she was too sexy. True. Yep, and (laughs) we're going to dig into that a little deeper. No. Um, And then Dot's full name is Princess Angelina Contessa Luisa Francesca Banana Fana Fobesca III. And Yakko's world song was recorded in one take, and they used the first take, which I think. What? so, So I read that before I watched it, and then I watched it. This is so fucking dumb. I don't know why I'm telling you. And I watched it holding my breath like I was afraid he was going to fuck up. Like because I, that's how my brain was like, I can't believe that guy fucking did it all in one take. Like that's yeah, all bananas. Uh, so anyway, that's the end of my fun facts. Commence discussion. He's since okay. he's since re-recorded it to add in countries that didn't exist uh, when it was recorded. Jesus, that's there incredible. are a couple of cheaty things in there though. They're not all countries. Like he says, Asia at one point. Hey, hey, like you come up with a rhyme scheme that long. Well, right. I know, I know. It's a pretty impressive song. Like it's that's worth listening. Even if you don't listen to or watch well, any other Animaniacs, what, it's a pretty good song. But I, you know, was reading and that, that people, you know, they they knew that at least, and it came up because one of the producers or writers was helping his kid with his homework, and he was trying to do geography, and he's like, oh, he said a string of them, and he's like, oh, those rhyme, and then he's like. Wait a minute. <laughs> I actually like um, the It's a Great Big Universe song, too. That's in the third episode. And the, the oh, states, yeah, yeah, I that. And the states and their capitals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those are, I, yeah, I thought those songs were really good. I mean, the music is really good. Hugely good. I, for me, I think that's what was so, that's what drew me in to a large degree, is that it kind of superseded a kid's cartoon show. It was about just things uh, even historical references. I mean, parodies of them, no doubt. Okay, but what, there's no way that when you were in sixth grade or whatever the hell, I, I, maybe I'm selling Steve a little short here, but I certainly did not in any universe understand the references to like HMS Pinafore no. or Pirates of Penzance or no. whatever He's the hell. Fucking but- Christ, the Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> Like, no, no, no. I'm not kidding. Now it's, now it's funny, but yeah. like then yeah. I was like, but, but here's even the thing. Orson Welles was like, yeah, 
Yeah. We don't know who that was. <laughs> well, all I was getting at is that big picture, it applies to both adults and kids. As a kid, I didn't know that I was absorbing those things. I didn't, I didn't consciously go, Oh, I now know that this song is by Beethoven because they play it on the show. I didn't know much about the Sistine Chapel before that episode. Like I would have obviously missed a lot of those things as a kid. And I fell for the slapstick parts or the, you know, the funny lines, but my, I know I absorbed it and it helped me in ways where, where it felt familiar later. I know my kids are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And I wrote at one point, I was like, who's the audience? I mean, the jokes, definitely. I get why older kids would have appreciated mm-hmm. it and it'd be that like humor of like the smart kids in class. Like, yeah, like I, I get that for sure. I like that they say run amok in the backstory and then they say it several times afterward. <laughs> I so I watched for this rewatch. I watched the first full three episodes. So did I. Okay? And then, then I just was like, I just want to watch the sketches that I really, really liked. So I went and watched the the compilation of all good idea, bad idea, which I always love, Mister Skullhead and Good Idea, Bad Idea. I just watched all of those. Uh, you can just scary. go to YouTube. He's scary. Uh, yeah. That's Wait, hold on. Did you find him scary when he was on Tiny Toons? I don't because fucking that's, remember. That's the bridge, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The skull was the, the on Elmira's bow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? And then oh, it circled God. back because after Pinky and the Brain got their own show, and if I'm ruining all your trivia, please forgive no, me. I no, no, I'm done with trivia now. Oh. That's it. <laughs> when, it when, when Pinky and the Brain got their own show, for some reason it wasn't doing well enough. So they're like, you know what? Let's just throw an old Tiny Toons character. So the show became, for a while, Pinky, Elmira, and the yeah, Brain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I remember that. And it was this just weird circle of life, you know, that right. at least part of it was was birthed out of Tiny Toons. Okay, Beth, you need to back up a second and say, of all people in this world, you should like Mr. Skullhead. I do. I just think he's funny. So I, <laughs> like... I do. I'm not mad at it. It's not whatever. I just thought it was funny because the first time I saw him was in the up there. Do like a good night moon knockoff and like yeah, yeah, second yeah. or whatever episode, which also fuck good night moon. But anyway, uh, <laughs> unpopular opinion, whatever. Steve's face. Is so like, wait, can I say something about good night moon? <laughs> We we have Goodnight Moon. I don't remember ever reading Goodnight Moon as a kid. But uh we have it for my son and somebody I'm I'm sure somebody gave it to us as a, a, a what's the party you have with shower. for babies for yes, a shower. First. <laughs> Why is it a shower though? That makes no sense. Um <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure somebody gave it to us. But listen, it's a story about these bunnies going to bed, right? Look at Look at Goodnight Moon, because those are some fucking badass bunnies. They have a tiger skin rug. Now, you tell me, wh- what are those bunnies up to that they have a tiger skin rug on the floor? This viewpoint. They're, yeah. they're like Narnia bunnies. They're, yeah. They're like... <laughs> so. I can't get into that. Like... <laughs> I, I, just, I think I, everybody should. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> color combination nauseating. I don't remember why you were in, what was what was wrong with Mr. Skullhead and Goodnight Moon? They just out of the bed and I was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> is it different? Whatever. I mean, I just, I, yeah, so I liked the, I, I love the fact that he's like so clearly badly drawn. Compared he's, to really, everybody else. That compared was to everybody else. When he yeah. popped out of the bed, like I was like, whoa! Um, so I just thought that was really funny. Um, I watched the first few episodes, like you said, like you did, and then I tried to find compilations of stuff so that I could see different characters who I knew I hadn't like seen. So I watched that. I watched the mime getting the shit beat out of that have a does that bit have a name? What's an is it just the mime? Mime time. Mime, mime time. time. Mime time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like I love Randy Beeman. Oh my god, I loved Randy Randy Beeman. Okay, so now okay this one time <laughs> if you Beeman. have a watch Beth you gotta go watch Randy Beeman stories. It's not he it's does that kid have a name? Because he's talking about his friend, Randy Beeman. Not that I'm aware. That, this little kid, he just comes out of his house. He, like, wobbles down the sidewalk towards you. Yeah. And he's going to – he tells you, like – and I think a lot of them are, are basically urban legend sort of stories that he's just telling you. You know, my friend one time – my friend, they picked up a hitchhiker, and then when they turned around, she was gone. Or, like, like yeah. literally, that's one of the stories that he t- like Randy Beeman told me this one time, or you know, one time my friend Randy Beeman 
ate Pop Rocks and drank a Coke at the same time and his head exploded. And right. it's like all these stories. And they're just like, it's just this kid flat out selling you these lies for the whole time. Uh-huh. It's, no, in the no, 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 that's not fair. Randy okay. Beeman sold Randy him the lies. <laughs> he's the villain. <laughs> right, You're Randy right. Beeman's the villain. And the, the kid is just, and, and he's delivering, a, it's always the delivery and then whatever sort of random thing, like he falls over in the snow and he's like, just he has a pet frog that's hopping around. I don't know, like just all the, you got to watch the Randy Beeman I one. That's also Agreed. Put that on your watch list. Yeah. Um, so fun fact, uh, additional random fun fact is that the, um, the guy who does the mime time thing is Tom Bodette. Tom Bodette. Yeah. <laughs> he has a good idea, bad I'll idea too. Correct. Oh, we'll keep the light on for you. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 What the fuck? Anyway, I just thought that was really funny. No, no, that's really relevant because I couldn't figure out why I was so drawn to go to a Motel 6. <laughs> and I think it's because I, I inherently trusted his voice. And then I started, good voice. yeah. And I started watching or years ago, I was listening to, constantly to the uh, NPR quiz show. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's oh, like, don't tell me. And he was a regular for oh, years okay. and yep, I was listening to it heavily. Oh, so that's I, really funny. And it, I did never connected the dots until I started watching it again on my own. And I went, Oh, that's why. Why? Yeah. There oh, was. that's really Steve, funny. You can go. We went to a live. Wait, wait, don't tell me. That was, oh. was a fun time. What? Well, I'm guessing during COVID, it's probably not the well, same, but I will eventually go. So, I also am like a low-key Bernadette Peters fangirl, and she's the cat. And I didn't know Rita, Rita the cat. So I didn't know Who's Bernadette that. Peters, though. I don't know who that is. She's yeah, the Broadway musician. So um, uh. she, I, I love her. Um, so she, uh, it was funny because I, I read one of the fun facts I read was that they phase those characters out because Bernadette Peters was starting to become famous in Broadway and she got too expensive. Like she just, you know, she was doing other stuff and she could demand more money. And, um, she's Rita. Yeah. She's the cat. Uh, so Rita and Ron dismay me my least favorite bit out of all the yeah, bits. I'm not saying it's like incredible. <laughs> I'm just saying I like her and I was, I, yeah. and then I watched a compilation of her singing because I just love her singing. I mean, I like studied her in, in music classes. Like, I just was, I was like Broadway fangirl excited about seeing her come up. Steve and I are going to have to come up with a ranking of best bits to worst bits, so, like, uh, or sketches or whatever. And, I think Rita and, and um, what is it? Rita, is it Rita or Rita and Runt? Whatever way it was. Yeah. That's probably, that maybe is at the bottom I of my I felt room. like, uh, what the Although hell? Although I had no recollection of the hippos at all. They got so. phased out because people didn't like them. What's the fucking... Ones I said, Mitt, Button and... Buttons and Mindy. I did not like that. That was definitely... Uh, it was incredibly formulaic, so it was the same episode every single time. Yeah. And it was just in a different setting. And it was all the slapstick. There's There was no deeper humor than just an anvil falls on something. It was yeah. it was that level. But, Slappy and Squirrel is kind of the same level. No. It's just kind of a layer of she's a retired slapstick. And that that's enough to change I it. That's like enough. That of... was different. I felt like that was way more interesting to watch. Right, right. Because she she references, you know, you remind me of a young, and then yeah. and then I'm like, now I'm like, I'm googling these people because I have no idea who they are, and they're real people for almost yeah. all of them. Yeah. That to me, that to me is one of the best parts of the show. Is the is the casting backwards in time that these characters existed, you know, when they were in black and white, you know, originally. And when they originally got out and ran amok, I mean, one of the best episodes has this constant, you know, in between each segment, there's these old people going, yeah, back in the day when we were in vaudeville together, Wacko used to do this and Yakko used to do that. And they're like, and Wacko or Yakko didn't like Milton Berle, you know, and like Milton Berle, I I know him. Like I knew who he was even as a kid. Like I was like vaguely aware of who he was. But anyway, I I love that. (laughs) We're best friends. (laughs) <laughs> I think uh, Animaniacs feels more uh, like a successor to the old Bugs Bunny, you know, Warner Brothers cartoons than anything else. It, it feels like, like it, you know, Tiny Toons Adventures was fine. I watched that too and enjoyed it. But Animaniacs, I think like with the references and with the – it feels like the next step of like, – Slappy feels like, uh, you know, Roadrunner yeah. sort of. You know, retired. But right? she has 
spunk and personality that like Roadrunner yeah. doesn't. That's, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought the agree. same thing as you. Like I again, having never watched it, I was approaching it with a different eye, uh, with no nostalgia. But I, I really watched the shit out of the old Looney Tunes when I was Looney Tunes, that's even awesome. smaller. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of the fucking Wiley e. Coyote and the We're Gonna Hunt a Rabbit and all that shit. Like, and I, that's what it made me think of. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I want to sit down and watch it now necessarily as a grown adult on the couch by myself because I don't have that nostalgia for it. But it reminded me of that watching those. And I don't want to watch those either. I don't want to rewatch Looney Tunes necessarily right now either. But, um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's a scaffolding. It just keeps going up. Looney Tunes made the base. They made a lot of mistakes. They, they experimented with things in their time. I think Looney Tunes was, was absolutely revolutionary because it, it brought all those characters back again in a way that was relevant, updated. I mean, I know it was very 90s, looked very 90s. But then I think that Animaniacs was, you've already done a good show in Tiny Toons. It already got lots of, uh, you know, it, it made a lot of money. It was very popular. Let's give you the free reigns to do whatever you want. And then that was able to just come up with the best stuff of all of it. Can I ask, why is this Steven Spielberg, though? I don't understand the connection. Why He's is the he... producer? He's a producer. Of, of how, how the hell does he get to do everything? Dude, think about what year it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever I mean, you had just come off of Hook in, what, 91? We got and, to watch Hook. We do. You know, and you're you're leading up to Jurassic Park. It's I mean, it's not the, it's not at all coincidental that the new one, the intro, is Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Like, the original yeah, yeah. trailer for it. And yeah. obviously, it's, you know, Steven Spielberg as John Hammond, the character. Right, but, right, right, right. That's um, genius, by the way. I thought that was good, too. Um, fucking, I will say, like, the Gilbert and Sullivan thing, like, that was funny as a musical nerd. Like, the music is is good. Their songs are so good. Are good. Um, I would actually probably like watching more of that than... You, no. I'm sure you could just watch. And so, I, well, that's jumping ahead. And I did. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Pinky and the Brain yet. No, uh, we didn't. We also didn't talk about the Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's joke, like, right away. So, Beth made me watch Don't, Don't, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead as one of our season one. We're not in season two, right? So, we're in season one, and she made me watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And it, the very – is it the first episode – of Animaniacs when uh Doctor Scratch and Sniff Studio Head. Yeah, he goes and talks to the studio head and the studio head is like the little tiny guy who walks yeah. across the giant board table and he totally Plots. rips on uh he's like, We haven't made I forget what he says. We I haven't, haven't made something this such, mad so bad made. since we made Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Which, it's like Thank you very that's much. That's a deep cut. Like that's a stupid it was only, deep cut. Deep cut because it was only two years before this episode. Yeah, but who remembered that movie? Did it sound like a big rock? Here's movie? my question: I, I did not grow up watching "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," but is the line "The dishes are done, man"? Dishes are done, man. <laughs> and he's shooting them with a gun off the roof. That's honestly yes. all I remember of that movie. Also, <laughs> it was fucking good. And my friend Ringwit, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Yep. You know what my grandfather says, Paul. If we uh -huh. all liked the same nope. thing, we'd all be hot for your grandmother. Okay. I have a question. I have a question for Steve. So the, the opening for Pinky and the Brain. First of all, again, another theme song. That's maybe one of, of the flaws. There's yeah. a lot of themes. There's a lot of filler in anime. Like maybe on purpose, it becomes like sort of a familiar friend that Pinky and the Brain theme song. When you get, you're like, oh, good, I didn't get. I didn't get Rita and Run. I got Pinky in the Brain this time. Uh, but like, okay, so the shot of the outside of the lab, right, always made me think that it was supposed to look like a semi truck. Does it look like a semi truck or am I high? You don't think it looks like that? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> Definitely high. Oh, I, I swear to God, no, when you look at the opening shot for it, it looks like it's a the front. The whole building looks like the front of a semi truck. Anyway, oh, okay. there I never is a got weird that. perspective going in, though. I, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I also remember that theme song. Like, and I remember I've definitely seen bits of that because I definitely know the like, what are we gonna do tonight? Same thing we do every night. Like, I knew that. I knew it was a little Orson Welles rat. Like, I knew that. Like, <laughs> I knew that for some reason. It's a mouse, not a rat. I mean, they're clearly fucking rats, but 
<laughs> he says that. Is that the first one? Is the Jip parody? Is that the first Pinky and the Birdie? Yeah, yep. Pinky, Pinky and the Birdie. Um, yeah, he's he's like definitely just the tiny like head out of that whole big body. That was kind of funny. Um, Batman is everywhere. That must be like when did the fucking Michael Keaton Batman movies come out? Like right around then. Eighty nine right? and ninety two. Because he serves. like when they every time they show. Like stars, the there's offices. Yep. They show yep. Batman. Well, no, it's it was it was them. It was Catwoman. It was uh, so uh, Jack Nicholson, but that was probably yeah. still a, t- a tie to the bat the original Batman movie. And Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, that was Dot's yeah. desired love interest. Repeated. Oh, okay. And th- and he was in an episode. Like it wasn't actually Mel Gibson. Oh, but, like, they drew the likeness. Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember that. But oh yeah. She, yeah, it was the episode. Remember when he was the go-to hot guy? How things have changed. Ooh, that sounds a little I mean, ageist. Got kind of old. I he mean, he's a racist anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add more ists to it, that's fine. But I'm just saying. <laughs> old? He's the oldest. He's Listen, old. Oh, okay. We all know I like old dudes. <laughs> the the thing is, he's a fucking anti-Semite. So no, thank you, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Okay. Didn't age well. Um, yeah. So, which which uh, little duos or segments do you guys think were your favorites? Oh, I like uh, I like all ahead. the little clips. Sorry, I, I like the the mime time. I like good idea, bad idea. I like Randy Beeman. Or, um, is it Randy Beeman? No, I just forgot. I, that's not his name, but the, he tells the right. Randy Beeman story. Right, right, right. Um, I like Pinky and the Brain a lot. At the I would I like Slappy Squirrel. Okay, I was never a huge fan of the Good Feathers. And I think maybe that was a reflection of like never having seen the material at that point in my life. Like I, I didn't get it. Uh, they just, it was the, the jokes. Just... It felt a little annoying to me that they were just, it was like overdone or something. But I think reflecting on it now, the fact that, you know, the one's supposed to be De Niro and the other's supposed to be Pesci, they nailed it. Like they, yeah. they a hundred percent nail a caricature of those of those actors or of the the roles from Good Feathers. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, but that, yeah, I agree. That was only so so for me. Right. No, no, I'm with Paul. I had no idea that's what it was, and I and I didn't understand why, you know, why the Joe Pesci pigeon was so angry all the time. Like I didn't understand. I was like, geez, that that seems very innocuous. Right. <laughs> right. Like he's got rage issues, and I, I was like, oh, it's Joe Pesci. And if you, you know, yeah, and to think. Joe Pesci. Who's the, third, who's the third pigeon? Squit, who's supposed to be what analogous to the Ray Liotta character, but oh, I never, okay. I never quite got that. But did you know that Joe Pesci, if I remember correctly, filmed Home Alone and Goodfellas at the same time? Oh, what? that's so. So they had to keep telling him, "Okay, Joe, you can't swear that much on this <laughs> set." Oh, oh there's a small tire yeah, over there. Yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> oh, you guys have already done it. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. We did Home Alone. Uh, I would say at the bottom of my list are Rita and Rut and Buttons and Mindy. Buttons and Mindy, like Steve's already said, it was just the same thing over. It was it wasn't too interesting. And then I don't. I I to be completely honest and fair, I did not watch any Rita and Run for this rewatch. I just remember that that was. I was always like, you only got when you watched it in the episode. You only got so many sketches, right? Like you get maybe like three Two sketches, or maybe or three if they were short. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. if you if you pull a, a day where it's a, a Rita and Run episode, like then you 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 know you get like half an episode. So it's I just remember not liking it very much and being disappointed if I if it was a Rita and Run day, I was like, ah. Remember how that is though? Like when you used to only be able to see what there was on, and you you're like, ah, shit, it's this. Like, <laughs> but then you I watched it anyway. I guess they they still had me for whatever reason. I don't know, Steve. Do you have? I don't remember if there are other ones I'm missing. I had no recollection of the hippos at all. Uh, th- they had a couple one offs that that over the years that didn't really seem connected to anything. Uh, they had the Minerva, uh, uh, Mindy Minerva. That was one. I don't remember that at all. The Meg. She was only in like two things, and then they canned it. Yeah, uh, and I get why. Like the 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 one, you know, she's standing there in a towel, and she's like, "Oh, you guys need to give me space." So she pulls over a semi-transparent, so you can see her full form, and then yeah. like changes. And it's like I don't know what they were aiming at for this. It was supposed to, I think, harken back to the days of uh, the teenage boys. 
That's probably what they're. But, but they, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That strikes me as a really odd. Uh, I don't think you're helping teenage boys by making them attracted to a cartoon minx, but that's not even a human. Well, but in any event, I could have gone with Hello Nurse if that was what you were aiming for, but not right. not the rest. My, uh, but but my list is very similar to Paul's. Of course, I love the little snippet ones. Uh, I would add in there that with Pinky in the Brain, every time he asks the question, are you pondering what I'm pondering? The next sentence that Pinky says are some of the best stuff yes. they ever had. Like, some of the yeah, really yeah. good, like, non sequiturs. Like, if we didn't but... have ears, we'd look like weasels or you know, just like whatever <laughs> random stuff. I mean, that was up there with the the wheel of morality. Yes, yeah, and, you're right. Uh, like the, all of that was at the same level uh, for me. So uh, my ranking is almost identical to yours. Um, the Amaniacs at the top. Um, and so they had some pretty saucy jokes in addition to like the sexy nurse and that oh, yeah. thing. So uh, I, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say a lot of that. That's where I, I think you could appeal to adults and to kids because the kids didn't, a lot of that stuff would go over their head. The, the, the episode, I didn't do a watch through like you guys were because I was just watching it. It just happened to be I'm watching it with my kids. And the segment that came on is was called Hot, Bothered, and Bedeviled. And it's literally starts with Saddam Hussein saying something, a trap door falls, he falls into hell. Like it's undeniably hell. Satan is there. He identifies himself as Lucifer and Satan. And in hell, they're forced to watch like these, there's a room where people are forced to watch the facts of life. But then what what got me was that Wacko realizes they're in hell, sprints up to the top, like gets up to the world, grabs a snowball, brings it down, and he says, boy, they were right. It didn't have a chance. <laughs> and that's not something that I know my kids have any at all understanding of what that would be in reference to. So, yeah. I, I, I Fingerprints? Mean, for, fingerprints. That's, that's the worst one that they ever did. That one I remember, too. Ugh. I got I – I can watch that. And the face, the face that Prince makes. <laughs> Yikes. So, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of cartoons have, like, things aimed at kids have, like, some adult jokes to keep because there's parents but, that have Okay, so isn't them. one of the biggest – people talk about, like, say, Toy Story. One of the biggest sort of pluses and the biggest ap- appeal of Toy Story is sort of a modern classic is that it appeals to kids and adults at the same time. Like, is are we not just saying like Animaniacs has that quality? That's that's what I was kind of saying. I mean, I think a lot of the good animation, a lot of the good stuff like that that does endure has something for everybody. And then I do think they have kids who grow up liking it have the same experience you guys did as when you watched it again, learning things and seeing mm-hmm. the depth that you didn't originally see. Sure, I would argue though that. It doesn't make sense to aim it at adults. I feel like they just put in jokes that they thought would be funny because it, it was at a, you know, again, it's it, one of its primetime slots was at three o'clock in the afternoon. What right. what adult is generally sitting down to watch a kid's cartoon at that point? Right. Um, but I feel like they just wrote stuff that they thought would be funny no matter what. I mean, obviously, the good night, everybody, whenever something would be said that could be, you know, a double entendre innuendo sort of yeah. stuff was just, I mean, and that's pervasive through the whole show. Like from mm-hmm. beginning to end, th- that is a common theme. That's a, that's what she said. If ever there was one, right. like that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, e- and even with simple ones, it was just you know Beethoven insisting that he's a pianist. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then and then the kids and then the, the Warners are like, "What? I'm a pianist." And they're like, "Good night, everybody." <laughs> or you know, there's just tons of moments like that throughout the course of the show. That now, as an adult watching it. There's the nostalgia part, but there's the also laughing at things. And what I love is I have three kids, 10, 8, and 6. The 6-year-old only laughs when something falls on somebody's head. Fair. (laughs) The the 8-year-old is transitioning out of that where he's starting to understand some of the jokes. My eldest is 100% getting some of the more meta stuff. You know, the, there's one where one wheel, wheel of morality where, you know, Yakko says, it's, hey, it's time for this. And wacko and dot are like no it's so boring and terrible and he goes hey come on the wheel of morality adds boring education educational value to what would otherwise be an almost entirely entertaining program and all i could immediately laugh at is 
my 80s cartoons, which literally had the, the, the moral you know, right? Like the just <laughs> jam down your throat kind of a thing. And we this talked is, about that. We talked about Thundercats. Right. It's, I mean, I think it's meant to be making fun of that, but my, my eldest understands that that's funny on a different level than the other, that the younger ones do, yeah. you know? And, and to be fair, I primed my kids really well because although I own uh, the cassette tape, which just dates me terribly, <laughs> about oh geez, it would have been about nine. Do you years still ago. have a cassette player in my garage? Yeah. Okay. I don't know okay. if it works. Like the, the, I don't the think cassette I, part, but I don't even uh, have a fucking DVD player anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of DVDs still. About ten years ago. I happened to come across, I happened to be working in a public school with a music teacher. I was running an after school game club and she on her list or on her uh, shelf of, of CDs that for kids, she had the Animaniacs CD. And I, I immediately flipped out because I had not heard the songs in forever and let alone had it in the CD form. So I, I took it, copied it. And I played that in the, in the like, okay, their kids are little. We want them to hear songs that they'll enjoy. I would put that on. They can sing verbatim. Now, they don't know that I'm doing this episode tonight, right? I didn't mention it. I didn't tell them what the content was. I just said, daddy's going downstairs and doing nerd things, which they can <laughs> make up in their minds exactly what that'll be. And for no reason, besides the fact that we're watching the show generally, my eldest started singing one of the songs from the CDs and almost perfectly. And then the other two are chiming in with the words that they know. And I'm like, well, I've succeeded as a parent. Like I don't really parent. need to do anything else. <laughs> There's nowhere for me to go but down. So <laughs> you've peaked. I've peaked. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Peaked dead. So I think we know that it's in Steve's canon. Paul, what about you? Okay, so I have a yes, but uh I think I, I would put it in my canon, but I would say, uh, and and I could be persuaded to change this if Steve makes a good case for it, but I would say probably not full episodes. I would put this in my canon and I would show my son. I'd be like, here's a bunch of the really good clips. Is there a case for not watching this on YouTube? Not like just finding the good clips and saying, here's the good bits. And we don't have to watch Rita and Run. Uh, because we're not going to watch like all the episodes in order. We're just going to watch the good clips. I would absolutely 100% good put all those things that I really enjoy in my nerd canon and be like, let's watch some fun Animaniacs songs and let's watch some fun, sh uh, you know, um, skits or sketches or whatever the word is for it. But like, we don't need to watch this random ass hippo sketch that's stupid or Rita and Runt or. You know, I, so yes, in my nerd canon, but I guess my nerd canon would just be like, hey, it's it's on YouTube. We can just go watch the best bits of it, and that would be my nerd canon of it. Is that fair? Uh, I would disagree in as much as that assumes that that uh, your son's interests are exactly the same as yours. If you yeah. have if you have someone who loves the musical theater, like the things I like, like. I mean, and I, I'm going to force my kids to like a lot of things that I like. They don't really have, a <laughs> uh, but but for example, my daughter likes the Rita and Runt ones. She likes the, wow. the the buttons and mini ones. And literally, my eight year old, he was sitting in the chair. He knew Rita and Runt came on. He just went, Dad, <laughs> do we have? Can we just skip this one? <laughs> and and my daughter's like, No, we're not skipping this one. So uh, to me, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm literally doing this. I am showing this to the next generation. Uh, they're the only kids who will have any idea what it is, except if, so, if the, if the Hulu one takes off more, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the reboot. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is a hundred percent in and I, I'm putting all of it up. Let them suffer okay. as I suffered through the read and run episodes or. So learn. you're going to also, that means you have to put commercials in. You got to put like nope. some sweet nineties commercial breaks in between each segment. Like, that science I, can on the summer. Yeah. Fucking cereal. Gushers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything that your kids will be like, Hey, it's sugar or cheap plastic. Let's get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and I will say this. It was even literally, I, I feel obligated to get it because it was bought for me. I have the entirety of the show in DVD form as a Father's Day gift. So oh, I have well, to. well, that's yep. an obligation for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You had to Absolutely. twist my arm really far to make that happen. Yeah. 
What about you, Beth? And not having ever seen it before? Um, and... Yeah, it's a no for me because I don't have that that nostalgia to it. I wasn't mad at some of the bits that I watched. And certainly if the girls were, you know, having me pull up zany songs, there's nothing to say that I wouldn't pull up some of those songs. But um, we have an, they, there's enough cartoons they want to watch that, <laughs> you know, I, I actually might rather watch that with them than some of the crap that they like right now. But um but yeah, for me, it's, it's a no, but it's not like a, oh, that was terrible. I'm mad I watched it. No, it's just not super high on my list. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But I'm not mad I watched it. There were definitely, definitely parts I, I enjoyed. And now I feel like I have to give you guys Bernadette Peters homework. <laughs> I'm sorry. As a guest, you're, you're starting to cut out. I can't quite <laughs> make what you're saying. I can unexpected song, an unexpected song. I fucking love her. Uh, guys, go look up Unexpected Song. Her performance of it at Sondheim's uh, birthday celebration is incredible. Does she come out of a cake? She doesn't, you perv. Um, it's okay. song and dance, and she's like, <laughs> um, she does a whole little bit before she's pretending to write a letter to her mom about this boy, and she starts to talk about how great he is, and then realizes she's gonna say something pervy, and is like, oh, never mind. Like, it's really good. Um, yeah. Okay. So now we did the thing. I think we did the thing. So thank you so much, Steve, for joining us and wearing your uh, Animaniac swag and send us a picture of all your gear. I will. So that'll be good. Where's my end here? So thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online. We are uh, at NerdCanon on Twitter. We're NerdCanon Podcast on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you've got ideas for future episodes, if you want to be right us for our opinions, etc. And we will see you in two weeks with, I don't know, with what, Paul? Oh, shit. I'm never going to know that, and he doesn't either. I, I think the schedule is not quite clear yet. We're going to see you well, in two weeks. I don't think we have anything great. for two weeks. And also, well, we don't know what we're doing. You should take the uh, You have Pokemon on there for two weeks. We're sure as hell not doing that in two weeks. That's so. true. Uh, anyway, go and – Maybe Fresh Prince. We'll do Fresh Prince. Let's do Fresh Prince next. Uh, guys, go join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash nerd cannon we're really fun we're great uh we post stuff we play games we watch things together it's a it's a real hoot and a holler and until next time keep the nerd alive or is it like taking a nerd out of a cannon which is it more that visual